Here we go. Wow. That's the opening. Welcome. This is, uh, this is our opening theme. This is Howie Mandel Does Stuff. I'm Howie Mandel. I'm his lovely daughter, Jacqueline Schultz. I have two daughters and a son, and you're all lovely. You're not best. specifically the best. lovely. Best. You're not necessarily the best. I'm not. I'm not. Knock, I'm not knock, knocking you. You hear that laughter? Yeah, we We're have a laugh track, but nope. like a real live laugh track. I'm really excited about today's episode. Today's episode is. Uh, Wait, Lou didn't introduce himself. Oh, Lou. I can't hear you. Got pants on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well then. Hook up your dictaphone. Oh my God. I don't know how to hear <sighs> through. Anyway, the, the you point know is. that reference? What? That's from your record, your single that you put out in the 80s. Oh, the Watusi. I can't hear you. I got have... pants on. Yeah. It, oh, it, you it... stole the joke and he didn't even no, like it. it. I didn't, I didn't like it. my own joke. I didn't steal it. I was referencing it and no, I thought that he it. would get it right no, away. No, I didn't. I didn't get it right away. I got it like you said it and then I didn't get it. You and then you explained it. I still don't get it. One of the even though I said it. lines on any record ever written. Not true. I cannot hear you. I have pants on. Not true. It's not one of the funniest lines ever on record. It's a horrible line. I'm, I'm, it bothers me that you remembered it. Oh, that's terrible. What? Just stop picking your head. That's terrible for you Stop to say. Stop picking that. my head. Who are you? My mother? You're my daughter. Anyway, the, the uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about today's episode for two reasons. Uh, um, one, Sarah Silverman and uh, Sarah Rory Albanese Silverman. are here, her boyfriend, and we just got a call a minute ago from uh, Sarah Silverman saying, "Do you mind if I bring my 12 pound dog?" Now, I really don't mind that she's bringing a dog. I don't know why weight was like. You know, we have a we have a 16 pound dog limit here. Like I, I've never had, I've heard people say, you know, I'm coming over to your house. Can I bring your dog? But I've never heard the weight. 12 pounds, not a lot for a dog. Yeah. I, I said, uh, how much do you weigh, Jackie? Can we say that? Yeah. I got to laugh. I got to laugh even before you gave your weight. Yeah. I actually just lost weight. Yeah. And I am down to 134. So but, I just want to know that because if, if I'm invited someplace tonight and I mm -hmm. want you to come, I'm going to say, is it okay if I bring my 134-pound daughter? Yeah. But in dog pounds, how much do you weigh? No, dog is years. Is that years. time seven? Oh, it's no, years. that's years. That's uh. years. Anyway, the point <laughs> is that she's coming and we love her and her boyfriend is a brilliant comic and producer um, also, and that's a great guest, and Lou is here, and I'm we love here. doing it, and I love doing it with you, we do stuff. But when we talk about doing stuff, I think that we, this is a next level podcast. As yes. you've heard a couple of times, uh, we've been on for two minutes now. What? We have a bunch of comments that called us an out of the box podcast right. where anything goes. Joke's on them because we're not even in a box. Oh, that's great. We're out of the box. I don't know if it's like out of the box is a positive. <laughs> <laughs> Someone also said, I love the fact that there's no timing or pace to this podcast. <laughs> so like That's all kind the negatives bad... are turning out to be positive uh, in some people's eyes. You people don't care about the way you look, no humor. <laughs> I love a lot of, a lot of. Uh, we can't even hear you. It's the best podcast ever. <laughs> right, silent. Anyway, but we have, uh, we're using this new technology and it's called Magic Screen. Magic Screen. Magic Screen. Yes. Magic screen. And Magic Screen. Uh, if this you're is not an ad. No, it's not an ad. No. Well, I'll make it an ad. Okay. I, I feel I'm I'm I'll be the representative for Magic Screen. I'll right. sell it. Okay. You know, but this is a, if you're listening in your car, this is going to be a total waste of a couple of minutes for you. Because <laughs> it's not going to mean anything. But you can enjoy, you can hear with the laughter, uh, you know, you'll have people laughing along with you hopefully. Yes. So what Magic Screen is, here's the thing. 
as a germaphobe, I am not thrilled being around people, but my job is being around people and going to do shows. And uh, throughout the pandemic, people have found ways to uh, kind of do things, you know, and, uh, you know, Zoom meetings and on shows. And it's never fantastic. Never you know? right. It's never right. Well, it's not fantastic. It's not, you know, you always go, oh, I wish I was there. You know, it's yeah. so much better because there's latency. You know, people wait. The, the sound gets cut off. And, the, I, and, I, <laughs> and I said to these lovely people at Magic Screen, is there any way, is there any way where I can do a show live without leaving in a um, as a germaphobe in a hermetically sealed place <laughs> is there any way that i cannot leave this hermetically and and still uh make people laugh right so and interact too and not it, just make people laugh from a distance also interact with them right so right now we have a lovely uh, this is a first this is a test but we have a lovely audience in uh, burbank california we're in van Nuys. they're waving hey. Hey. They're waving. You know what? This is an audio. We're doing a podcast. It'd be better if you guys applauded so that the people in their car. There they are. <laughs> there we are. Right. So that's a, if you're listening in your car, too bad you're missing all this. 3,000 people, it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, looks exactly it's like, like 3,000. each person, but <laughs> in, in dog ears. In dog ears. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, and, and they have the ability, they are watching us. If they have a question or two or they want, or we want them to interact, they can interact in real time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have friends like Adam Carolla that do mm -hmm. podcasts and they'll go out and do uh, a live date. They'll do a podcast at a club mm -hmm. and then they do it in front of a live audience. And But they got to take all their equipment and go with them. And the future of this, this is just like a test cast right here, but I think it's already working. I've been on it for three minutes. Can you imagine if we say, okay, Sarah Silverman and I and Lou and, and Jackie are doing a podcast this Tuesday at uh, 11 o'clock and go to the Regal Theater in yeah. your town and you could, you know, it's a $2 ticket. You can go in, you can eat popcorn, you can have candy and you can ask us questions and you could be part of it. You can have somebody from the podcast at the theater being part of the podcast as, as a way of, or not. <laughs> what would be the point of us going there? <laughs> That's, you know, once this, this whole magic screen takes off, then you're going to sell the advent of, you know, we could do this Go live. live. Yeah. <laughs> we could be in person. I guess I'm not understanding. No, this. in the, in the age of a pandemic and also in the age of, you know, I just think that we got to think, well, like that person commented, we got to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. How can we be any place, anywhere doing fun things? It doesn't have to be the location of the theater. We could, we could have people come and meet us. Where I don't know what the locations are. In like all, a restaurant or a bar. In or a my, convention. Right. In or, all my podcast experience, uh -huh. I have never seen anything like this. You're not even facing the screen. That's why. <laughs> there. Now you see it? Yeah. Yeah. So these people are right there. Nice. We can see them. You can interact with anybody you want. They wave every time. They also, they're doing the... So, see, you could the, talk to the any... queen wave. They're all doing the queen wave. Well, you know why this is great? Because you said when we started this podcast, I know one of the reasons why you love comedy and stuff is to get that experience from other people. And you always you the were the first reaction. one. You're the first. You were the first one to go on Periscope and tell me about Periscope. You love going on Instagram Live, and you wanted that to be part of the show. I was you the first going... person ever. This is true. Uh -huh. I was the first person ever to tweet live during a broadcast and I almost got fired for it I, on, on America's Got Talent. 
I think it was about like 10, you know, I got Twitter. I heard, I was reading an article on Ashton Kutcher. I downloaded Twitter. And it was amazing to me that while our show was being broadcast live, I could actually, you know, I would get little, I would tweet out or they would wow. tweet back and go, you know, the singer, the 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 uh, the mix isn't good. I can't hear the singer. They got to adjust it. And then I would call the executive producer and go, look, I got 20 people that are watching someplace in Oklahoma and they say they can't hear the sound. That kind of engagement this is, and that's what I think, you know, social media is taking over mm -hmm. everything we do. You know, I started in television. I, I think television is going by the wayside, even though I'm still on TV and I still, do. I, I just think, you know, we got to think next level. How can you, television? Do, how can I be as, in as many faces and ears as possible without that, you know, and actually have that engagement and interact with people. Cause I know that's something that you've been looking to do this whole time on the podcast. And I think that magic screen is the answer. Remember those two words, magic screen, because I think that that's going to be a, a vernacular. What like is it again? Magic screen. Thank you. But we can even take questions from people. Yeah. There. Does anybody have a question for me, Terry or Lou right now? I'm not Terry. You. I'm not um, Terry. Oh, I'm sorry, Jackie. <laughs> Terry, <laughs> Terry is the name of the v Mother. vagina from whence you came. Okay. All right. No, that Terry's her mom, my wife. And it was a natural birth. I give you all that information. All right. Who is your favorite child? Shut the fuck up. Anyway, we'll go back. <laughs> Did you send one of your friends over there? No, it's obvious. What's obvious? We've talked about this so many times. I think it's brought up on like every other podcast that I'm his favorite. No, you bring it up on every <laughs> podcast. She always does. Like, it's really funny. You have to, it's, it's not funny, but it's real. And we've talked to therapists about this, but like Alex will go out, Alex, my son, who is uh, producing and behind the scenes, he'll go out and buy a camera. And then she's sitting at the table. He goes, look at the camera I bought. And then she's got tears in her eyes. And we go, what's wrong, Jackie? She goes, I was the photographer in the family. <laughs> it's not even it's a joke. Always a competition. What? Always a competition. You've been competitive. You're the most competitive person I know. Yeah, I'm pissed that my sister went and got a PhD and I only have a master's. Mm. Like she did that on purpose. I can't even spell PhD, so don't feel so bad. Okay. By a vowel. Look, you got to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good for Lou. <laughs> that's the, out, Lou hasn't heard a laugh in, in oh a year and a half. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> These things are funny. You know, um, it's not only the people you're interacting with here, but we've had a lot of submissions too into the website, right? And also on Apple Podcasts, people have been submitting stuff in the reviews and Caroline collected some of those and she sent them to me. So I wanted to tell you that you got a video. What was the video, right? That someone that wanted to pitch an idea for a television show? Yeah, so this man came in and he, it was a video and it was, I'll just show you the video, but he basically wants to pitch the show to us to potentially do on the podcast, I guess. Okay, show me. Yeah. So this is an outside pitch. You see, we interact with our audiences. Mm. It's unsolicited. Is there any sound to this show? It's very high quality, I can oh, see. They don't have magic screen. <laughs> Use it. He looks Japanese, dubbed in Spanish. Wait, 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 wait. This is the pitch? That's the video? This is the pitch. He that, sent this. He sent this. What is the letter that goes along with this? Um, I don't have the letter, but he just basically said, this is a show idea I want to pitch to you. 
And he sent me this. Yes. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Do we have someone that speaks Spanish? Is there anybody translate? in that room that speaks Spanish who could tell me what the fuck I'm looking at? <laughs> I know how to say, do what? you know what happened, man? How do you know that's even Spanish? I know how to say it in Spanish. Oh. Do you know what happened, man? <laughs> oh, look, and we get groans too live. No, but you got the groan at the end of the. <laughs> Does it matter when the groan comes in? So, Who this is groans? the idea for the show? For the like for this show on the podcast, does he want to be a segment, yeah. or does he believe that this is something that can just explode on its own, live without yeah. us? I mean, Howie, what do you think? Do you think it could explode? I need on to its see own? another ten seconds of it. Okay, Keep right. going. is it is this like El Sabado Gigante? I used to watch. I think it's just Sabado Gigante. There's no, no L. I think is it Sabado Gigante? Yeah, or? Sabado Gigante means sa huge it's Saturday. Not, that's not right either. Yeah, it is. No, Don, Gigante, Don, Gigante, Gigante. Teaching me. <laughs> So your experienced eye, your experienced eye says ten more seconds. I can make a decision. I think so. Play, <laughs> Mateo. Yes. <laughs> there was, you know, stop it for a second. There was something missing, and then we got the Mateo. <laughs> yes, that's his name. He submitted oh, it. That's his name. Yes, Mateo. Mateo. Mm -hmm. It is a good idea. What's the idea? I don't. Get, I don't. You get, really don't get it. No. Oh, play a little bit more for Lou. <laughs> okay. Is there anything? I don't want to watch the whole thing. Is there? Is it just more of this? Uh, yeah, it's basically this. Okay. <laughs> then you got another message from a fan that says, "Hey, Howie, is this really you? I have an imposter. You have an imposter on TikTok claiming to be you. Mm. Thank you, Lisa." Okay, thank you, Lisa. We get a lot of, uh, we get a lot of, um, I don't care if anybody impersonates me or wants to be me. It's just that hopefully that person has followed. No, 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 no. There are, no, you don't want the people impersonating you. There are some people impersonating you and they DM people to like talk to them and it's kind of creepy. I've had a bunch of people DM me and say, is this really your dad that's DMing me? There was somebody impersonating me and, and it really pissed me off because he wasn't funny. Yeah. <laughs> Lou is getting more laughs than anybody. Than anyone. <laughs> I don't think. I, I don't think that it's. Uh, I, I'm not worried about being. Like, what how if do there's they... like creepy people that are doing stuff in your name or trying to get money from people or mm. something like that under your name? As long as they give me half the money, I'm kind of okay with. It. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I, I don't. We also had uh, the other day. We had um, uh, Natasha from mm -hmm. your best life on and natasha gave us it was after i passed out at the at very Starbucks. funny girl very very funny girl really You're, yeah natasha. but anyway she um uh gave us um what is it called she IVs. gave us ivs and then uh, she gave out her number of her company and really uh we do engage an audience people started calling her and because the number was there and uh really and keep us updated on how they feel <laughs> because she's a nurse we got this call uh Two days ago. For Natasha. This is Natasha. Hi, this is Rick uh, from Bakersfield. I'm just calling to let you know that uh, I'm feeling a little better. I know last time I called, I said I was sick, and, <laughs> and you seem to be quite concerned. So, you know, just following up, uh, my sinuses are clearing up. My head is feeling better. I woke up, and I smelled my room, and it wasn't too pleasant. But I was happy I could smell. <laughs> And, and yeah, that's it. You know, just giving you a little update on Rick's health. Uh, 
Thanks a lot. Magic. So no, she said, she told me. But she I, first of all, yeah. can I just say something? Yeah. It's, I love that. I love the listener keeping us updated because I know you and Lou were both worried sick about Rick. Well, you couldn't smell. But he's happy the room stinks now. Yes, he is. And um, I'm just so moved. But go ahead. What were you saying? I was going to say she told me that she's getting a ton of messages like this of people just um, letting her know what their ailments are and how they're feeling. Mm. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That's so if that's you want to call Natasha from your best life. So not only do we have magic screen, we have uh, where you can uh, you can call in and update us on your health yeah. minute to minute. Yeah. This podcast is and so out of the box. I have something else. Go ahead. Speaking of voicemails and voice messages. Oh, this my is God. Something- what? With that cough, you sound like Rick two weeks ago. Yes. The Rick cough two weeks ago? I don't know. No. I wanted to ask you. Alex and Caroline in particular, because I know that you're on dating sites. Have you seen that Hinge has a new um, feature where guys can leave voice memos in their profile? I thought it was a doorknob. Or anyone, anyone can. Anyone can leave a voice message and they're amazing. They are so (laughs) good. Have you heard these, Dad? I'm not on a dating app. It doesn't matter. So I'm I'm not either. I'm married, but these are incredible, and they're. So going, what do you do? Your husband walks in the room, and you're on Hinge, listening to this, and go, "I'm doing it for the podcast." I'm actually on every dating app because of Alex. So he sees me on dating apps all. Because the time. if you don't know, and you're just listening to the podcast the first time, she has joined dating apps and uh, converses with people in the name of her brother to try to get him dates. <laughs> okay, so look at this. This is a TikTok where a girl is showing all the voice memos that she came across on Hinge. Okay, it says I was going to delete Hinge, but then ca- they came out with delete the Hinge, but then they came out with the audio feature. Wow, wow. You, well, I'm surprisingly good at driving with my knees. That's his unusual I was skill. Super stressed, so I went to the doctor, and she gave me some pills for anxiety. So I tried them out, and I ended up adopting six pet rats. Fried chicken, mm. Daniel, like the name Daniel. Uh, to use it in a sentence. Wait, stop, stop. Stop. These you should are, do one at a time. Are, no, let's do, let's stop it after each one because I want to tell you what this is in reference to. Otherwise, it doesn't even make sense. So, in Oh, like profile, you're going to make this no, make sense? No, it will make sense. Daniel. because <laughs> As in the word Daniel. No, like it asks you on your profile, what's an overshare? And then like they're recording their answer. Okay, one at a time. So yeah. you, 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 now we're going to explain. I'll explain each Dating one Dating has first. become a lot more complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so here it is. The first one you. is. Well, I'm surprisingly unusual. good at driving with my knees. That's his okay. unusual skill. Super- Stop it. That was his unusual skill that he's surprisingly good I at say, driving with his knees. Unusual. The next one is. An- you know what? Wait, wait, wait. Can I just say something? Yeah. How do you know that he just doesn't have a speech impediment and he he's good at driving with the daughter of his sister? His yeah. niece. How do we not know that? How, How do you know that? he's not surprisingly good at driving with his niece? Either way. It makes me feel the same way about this voice memo. But isn't that good? Because now he's he's got more, if he's taking you out on a date, he's more, he's there for you. Hands free. Okay. Ooh. The next one is an overshare from another guy on Hinge. Go ahead. So I went to the doctor and she gave me some pills for anxiety. So I tried them out and I ended up adopting six pet rats. Fried Stop. chicken. Stop. So, so and then the fried chicken is, I know the best spot in town for, and then he answered. 
fried, fried chicken. What about chicken. The See, when you put rack. it into when you put it into uh, when you give it context, uh-huh. it's not as funnier. You it's don't think as- it's funny, Alex? Hold on, Caroline. Yeah. Do these? You're on a dating app. Do these? <laughs> what dating ma- app are you on, Caroline? I really didn't want to talk about this today, but. <laughs> sorry, we, sorry. We're doing a magic screen. Kidding. There's Not- a lot of people watching, <laughs> and maybe some of the people. Anybody in the room at the theater? Are you single? Put your hands up if you're single. Two. Okay. Yeah. Two of them. Two of them. So I want to ask you. Hold on. I'll ask you. I won't ask Caroline since we're here with you right now. Would you be a? Tra- Is this a? turn on or a good thing if you heard these voice memos even if it's not like a weird thing that they're responding like he knows the best spot in town for fried chicken like is that something you want to hear i feel like he would do better with just something written something low carb oh oh okay so it wasn't about like the voice memo it was the fried chicken because that has like breading on it you weren't into that yeah. Oh, she answered. Yeah. So you're not yeah. gluten free. What if you're gluten free? No, so, that's not interesting. No. So okay. either is this? Are you on a dating app, ma'am? Uh, yes. What app are you on? Well, I'm on a, a few of them. I'm currently dating a Republican, so I'm still keeping the apps open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know that? Uh, no, because uh, that's too conservative, so I don't like to bring it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> is that a true story? Uh, it, it is a true story. Yeah, I'm definitely dating a Republican, and I definitely still have accounts on all the apps. But you know what? It takes a lot of time. Um, well, you know what? And- uh, uh, do you, if you, why don't you open one of the apps in front of us? I'd love you to read your profile out loud. <laughs> No problem with that. Okay. <laughs> we have a lot of single people in the control room, and uh... okay. Well, um, I've got some stuff. Go so... ahead. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, what does it say? All right. Hold on. Um, it says that um, that I miss salad bars. Mm. Um, I, you do. Oh, therefore, the fried chicken man is not for you. <laughs> even, <laughs> even with COVID, you miss salad bars. Yeah, I just, I always think that instead of a parking lot, there should be a salad bar somewhere. I think you should get better glasses because if you miss it, maybe you need to get your eyes checked. Where what? where have you seen salad bars, Lou? In a salad Any bar time, I don't want to, I don't want to take food from wherever a spit guard is needed. <laughs> you know, Good I don't point. like a salad bar. I, I, if I had an at-home salad bar, I would love that. I would love like to be able to make my own salad, like to create a salad bar in my house. But a public salad bar is the ickiest thing you can, you know. Yeah. And, and the, oh, and look the what's in the dressing. Is- Something that just fell out of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, you miss salad bars. You seem to be editing as you go along. You're yeah. not reading You're everything. not reading everything. Well, I got, a lot of, I got a lot of likes in between the last time I looked. <laughs> I was checking them out. Oh, so really you were sitting in the middle of this, uh, this uh, kind of uh, digital experiment, and then you went, oh, shit, I could be out on a date. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. I only get one like a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, women get a lot of likes. Um, She's looking well, for a profile. Well, yeah, I'm looking for the profile because it's hard to see what you write. What, what are you on? Are you on Bumble where you have to make the first move or? 
Like, um, you know what? I didn't like Bumble because it was it's very location based, and I live in Sherman Oaks, and I, I haven't found Sherman Oaks men to be attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I also live in I live in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Sherman Oaks. Caroline said she's the same from way. Sherman Oaks. I live in Studio City. So. How do you feel about men uh, from Caroline, Tar? What? Caroline changed her location to Studio City because she didn't like the guys in Sherman Oaks. Really? Yeah. Everybody also, knows I'm, the hottest men are in Tarzana. Yeah. <laughs> You haven't met my neighbor, Moishe. <laughs> Wait, that is so fu- You're a funny lady. What do you do? What do you do uh, for... Well, I, uh, I introduced you last week at the Infinity Festival. You I'm are a funny lady. I remember you. You're very good. So, okay, so now you, you're... You, I wanna, you haven't gotten to your profile yet. No, I, I, I found it. I go, found go. It. Okay, let's read it. Okay, so this says... Um, all right. Um, I teach and evangelize marketing and tech. I try to make it fun, interesting, and I'm constantly reinventing the way I do things. Um, as a single mom, I'm doing the juggle. I don't always get it right, but I'm learning. Um, I'm a mixture of old-fashioned and modern. I can't explain it. I also make a, a mean protein muffin, and I'm an amazing sleeper. I think that's way too much. Amazing sleeper. You're amazing. That's a skill? You, th- you think of that as a skill set? No, it yeah, is. I mean, yeah, it is. Did you live through the last couple of years? <laughs> Sleep is hard. I would leave it at, I, oh. I like to juggle. Come on in. We'll move them, we'll move them in. No, I feel like Our amazing... guests are here. Our guests are here. They can join in the conversation. Okay. But Amazing Sleeper is a good thing because you don't want someone that like kicks and like sleep talks and stuff like that. Oh. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Here, sit them down. Show them where to go. Hi. We're in the midst of this. Put on your headset, ladies and gentlemen. Sarah Silverman and Moria Albanese. How do you say your last name? Yeah, Albanese. Albanese. You got it. Albanese. Albanese. Doesn't run. Albanese. 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 Talk to them. Put your headset on. Oh my God! Wait, wait, wait! That's okay. That's always you You couldn't have done that uh, two minutes ago before you walked in. No, no, no. She she saved it for this. She's now what are you doing? There's a lot of. Th- what are you doing? There's so She's much preparation. Wouldn't you have done this? Like, I know, but she, she likes to be real, you know, and then changes her mind at the last second. <sighs> well, this is unreal now. She's <laughs> dug in her nose and put on makeup. Oh hi! Hi, how are you? This is I'm. Uh, this is my daughter. Hi. Yes. Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Nice oh, to meet you. Did we lose a light? There no, we go. Okay. So there we go. So uh, I just want to. Uh, this first, is Mary, by the way. The dog. The dog. Dog yeah. is Mary, hi, and that's Mary. I see Mary on her Instagram. Mary yes. has a great smile. Mary has like teeth. She actually got her her teeth. She got pulled. eight teeth removed. Oh, yeah. why would you she, do she that? A big underbite. No. Oh, she's so much healthier and happier now. It's crazy. Thanks. Is that what it takes? Yeah, I'm gonna go do Get that. <laughs> she's That's part Chihuahua, is. right? Is she part Chihuahua? We're guessing because yeah. Chihuahuas have is. have really bad teeth. She's got to be part Chihuahua because she does like a lot of shaking, even oh. when things are good. You know, oh. she does a lot oh. of shaking. <laughs> You're making Hi. people feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> is so that a live is... audience watching yes. the podcast? Yes. Unbelievable. Whoa! Look at this. Hi guys, that's so cool. I love you. They're in Burbank, wow. and they're looking for men outside of Sherman Oaks. Really? So we were talking. Some of them are on a dating app. Some of them are on a, the the lady in the middle is on a dating app, and I was having her read her profile. Okay. And she hasn't had a lot of. Uh, well, apparently she just found out she's had more success than she knew because. But I'll talk to you for a minute, and then we can open up the discussion. I'll just yeah, tell you what this like, is. We can help her get more traffic in there. Mm-hmm. Really? Wait, in there? That's. 
In there? <laughs> in where? Yeah. I think she was speaking of the vagina. Oh. I, no, I, well, that you inferred that. No, you did. No, I don't think she did. I think you did. When you said a, a, a single woman wants more traffic in there, yeah. what, is, what are you referring to? In her app. Oh. I took oh, it. Oh, there's I, a P. I, you took it. The two men took it. Took the it wrong as way. a. Yeah. See yeah. That? And also, okay. I you're gonna be take it in the app. <laughs> I wonder if she's the kind of girl that's willing to take it in the app. <laughs> <laughs> they're not laughing. They're not. There's no yeah. laugh. Yeah, could be a delay. It could be. No, no there's no delay. No that's delay. a beauty. So this is what wow. I just explain to you what's what's happening right here. So we are doing a, a, a podcast, much like you do, and what I have been. Um, you know, unlike you, you've been out on the road a little bit. I know that you've been at Largo and mm -hmm. both of you have been working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rory, for those that don't know, is uh, Sarah's boyfriend. But not only is he Sarah's boyfriend, he yeah. is also an accomplished stand-up comic. You're very funny. I didn't know you were a stand-up comic. Oh, thank you. I yeah, and I, I watched you. We go to Supernova at Whitley in yeah. Hollywood. This is an outdoor thing. And I saw you. You're, you're very funny. Thank you. Man. But I know you and people would probably know your work. You were a producer on The Daily Show yep. with Jon Stewart. Yep. And I got to work with you, which was, you blew me away. Way. He was also a producer on what's it called, Strahan. Yeah, it was a show I took over running for ABC called. Uh, it was the third hour of GMA called Strahan Sarah, and then I added Kiki Palmer and Kiki. So you know, yes. And then you came into guest host, right? But, I got to know but you. The, what you blew me away about you, and uh, you will attest to this, Sarah, that when mm -hmm. you do these shows on uh, like network and especially the daytime shows, it's like going to work at a bank. It really is. It's not like it doesn't feel like show business. It yeah, feel it's yeah, very yeah, corporate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very, very, uh, you know, uh, they serve. Uh, I guess they're advertisers, and I even find that the people that work there, like all the producers and segment producers, it was the first time there was this, this fucking wild guy that said let's just i don't care what you do let's just take the show outside and you just let us run and that was so yeah. anti-corporate network and i said this yeah. guy is he doesn't seem like that yeah that's why i probably i'm not working there anymore <laughs> <laughs> no he left well i left but but i it, part of it was Yes, it was. Listen, I, I have to say this about because it was through ABC News. The producers and the people there are like really good at what they do, but it is a very different kind of environment. Like it is was, and, and I especially did, coming from cable, right? Yes, coming from cable and late night TV, and I did that job. Honestly, I did that job because I was just a huge fan of Strahan, and like I was like, oh, it would be an interesting opportunity. Are you a Giants fan? Yes, That's and why. Uh, and um, but it he was a really 50. cool experience. He turned 50 this I week. know. I, I got to text him. It was a really great experience. And like the people were there were awesome. And the show started to get a little traction. And I started feeling like, oh, you know, we got something here. And then uh, COVID hit. And they wanted to make it a show called like what you need to know pandemic and i was like i, I can't do that that's just right. too, yeah. that's just list. too you don't want to inform the people no it's not my job my job okay. is to make fun of the people informing the people you know i can't how long that. have you two been a an item we're a pandemic couple yeah so what does that mean once that once the vaccine works across the board we have to break up we'll, no. <laughs> well we we knew each other we were friendly like very casually through stand up and stuff. But, um, and then when the pandemic hit, I got a, a, a game, like a console. Like I just went Became to GameStop. Yeah, I go, well. This you went to GameStop. I'm going to learn video games because it Did looks like we're going to be shut down for a while. Is that why the stock went through the roof? <laughs> exactly. Went exactly. There. <laughs> there was one phone. Because I bought a used console at, at GameStop <laughs> and one game. And uh, and then um, 
he direct messaged me and was like, I'll play with you. you do you have, get the headphones? And I go, I did. And he like talked me through how to do it. And we would play on our headphones and kill Nazis oh. on a Call of Duty World War II every yeah, night. That is so romantic. That's yeah, beautiful. Is, um, yeah. that Are you Jewish? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm Jewish. I mean, I, it would have meant more, but it would have meant more if you weren't Jewish but I'm and half, you're killing Nazis. I, I, I'm half Italian, so I'm not fully Jewish, and killing Nazis. It makes you more heroic. It makes me feel good on both sides. It's like Schindler. <laughs> you're like her Schindler. <laughs> yeah. And, you're, and yeah. she's an your ally. list of one. Yeah, it's a list of one, yeah. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. I, and I'm a, a huge fan of yours, always have been. But I'm fascinated Yay. by you, young lady. Because this, I find you to be an incredible dichotomy. Number one, you're incredibly um, funny and, 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 but you seem to be uh, like steeped in tradition, like of a Jewish, when, when I hear you, like it seems like you come from a traditional Jewish family, right? <laughs> no, no. A totally godless atheist. Don't you have a sister that's a rabbi? Yes. So that, that doesn't but she make doesn't sense. believe in God. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm an atheist rabbi. That's I love twist. that. My parents were both agnostic, and um, we were raised with, we knew we were Jewish because we grew up in New Hampshire, and no one, like, we we were Jewish in that no one else was Jewish. That's how we knew we were Jewish, you know, like. I don't understand that Well, every, everywhere, every time I'd go to a friend's house, they'd be like, are you from New York? And I'd be like, what's New York? I'm from here, you know? But then I realized looking back, like, oh, like they just know Jews are from New York. So you never did, are. you never practiced Judaism as a child? We went to temple a couple times and then my dad was like, fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah. And, was uh, it Fachtis? Yeah. <laughs> you were probably more Jewish. You had us going to temple for all the high holidays. We weren't bat mitzvahed or anything. And right. one year, actually, my sister Jodine and I went to um, uh, Hebrew school. We didn't like it. And we would have to walk after Hebrew school to my dad's store and then go home, you know, together. And um, What did he sell? What kind of store? He had a he had a um a discount retail you know um women's clothing store called Schmatas. Schmatas. Yeah, he was course. a Jew. I mean, I did that. Uh, finding your roots. It was so boring. Like they went back down back to like the Catherine the Great like Russian Empire, but every single person was like peddler, peddler, dressmaker, peddler, Jew, yeah. Jew, <laughs> Jew, and Jew. Uh, um, but uh um. What was I telling you about? I don't I know. have a question. Oh, we'd walk home a from a... Oh. Somebody has a question. I have a question. It's Lou. Uh, that's Lou. Uh, first of all, Sarah, you're, you're wonderful. And, and I always think Ooh, of you as you. metal soprano. But my question Ooh. is this. You look like metal from the soprano. Oh, the huh? oh. Ooh. So was that a character she played? was this. I saw um, um, Jesus is Magic. That, that's your first one? Uh -huh. It was absolutely brilliant. You were so funny. That is brilliant. So good. And uh, you were funnier than the material. Is this a question? I think it's a statement yeah, again. That's yeah. the question. I think Why? it's you a don't statement. Like the fucking question. That's that is one of my favorite specials. That when you talked about uh, there aren't a lot of Jews in porn. Do you remember that? I remember the line. What is it? You don't hear because you wouldn't hear a woman go fuck me in the tuchus. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't remember? That's uh, that, that is. I remember that. But, and then there, it cuts away to um, Brian Posehn, like. You know, pretending to fucking fuck me in the <laughs> Oh, you aren't traditional. You can't even make that <laughs> sound. Well, so we would go to Hebrew school that one year, 
And this is just one funny story. We walked to my dad's store and we were not to eat anything between walking from Hebrew school to my dad's store to, because dinner was at six. And uh, one day Jodine and I walked by a McDonald's and we got um, French fries and then we went to dad's store and he looked at us and he said, did you get, did you eat French fries? And we couldn't believe it. And we were like, Yes, and do you know how he knew? No. Salt in our mustaches. <laughs> That's, really funny. That's hysterical. Our little soft hair Jewish mustaches. I'm curious about the Hebrew school. Were you the only two in the school? Yeah, how did they have just... a whole Hebrew school when you were there? There only... was in Manchester, New Hampshire. There were a, uh, a handful of Jews and uh and why were you going to Hebrew school if you weren't going to be bat mitzvahed? You know, I don't know. They they sent us there, and then we 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 had no connect. We didn't like it, and the teacher was mean, and uh, they said we didn't have to go anymore. But wow. then my mom became the art teacher at the at, there, and she at the Hebrew Mrs. school. Yeah, Mrs. O'Hara, because <laughs> my my mom remarried a you know an Irishman. Yeah, O'Hara. O'Hara. Wow. And that, but that you loved him. I, I read that you, you right? Did is he alive? No. Oh, he's dead. Okay. Well, he's dead to me too. <laughs> yeah. But I I, this is what I wanted to say. Like the traditional, uh, you know, a girl uh, in the traditional sense. And you just told me you're not traditional. But uh, was there? Did you ever get close to getting married? And having what, that wasn't the pressure on you to get married and have kids, family wise. Um, maybe, but I, I didn't take it on. I don't know. I didn't take that on. I just, I, marriage to me just seems so, um, barbaric. I don't I'm know. <laughs> I mean, I, I love going to friends' weddings and stuff and barbaric. I love love. I've been, I just, I've been married I don't know. for 42 years. You know how? No, it's beautiful. But <laughs> That's what you meant by barbaric. Whether well, you, we, whether Howie, you we just got... saw your wife out there. I have yes. to tell you, she didn't seem to say it wasn't barbaric. No, <laughs> I think living with me is barbaric. <laughs> I don't mean barbaric. I mean, I don't know. I would get, if it was important. Yeah. Listen, I just like do. Do we need to get the government involved in our love? I don't know. If we were having kids or something, you know. And also the choices that you make, and I think this is a wonderful choice, Rory. Oh, what you. about comic on comic? Is that a is that ever been an issue with you? Because I could not. I don't think I could do that. I would be. Uh, I have. A lot I know of... you need to be the one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And you don't. Um. Well, I am in my professional life, so I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, it were, I, it, 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 bad question. You gotta just, I don't know, I just don't know how to be with someone who isn't funny. They don't have to be a comedian, but you know. But I'm saying, I, I get being with somebody with a sense of humor, and the same thing I'll ask you, Rory. The same thing with you. You be with somebody with a sense of humor, but if that is their profession, and that is, I think that what we all do here, and not you. Okay. <laughs> right. But I think what we all do here is probably the most competitive sport there is. You know, in, in show business, everybody competes. You know, you're always going for the, the leading role in whatever you're doing. If you and look I, at it that way, maybe she doesn't look at it. I no, don't no. really see it that way. I feel like there's space for everybody. When I came out here to California and I went to the comedy store, it was the mean, I know you started in New York. It was the meanest place on earth. And what was mean about it is, and it felt like, you know, it, it, it kind of cultivated jealousy because somebody goes up and I would imagine a comedy seller is like that. Somebody goes up on stage 
And whatever they do, they engage an audience. The audience laughs and loves them. And then right in front of them, it's not like an audition, right in front of you, the next person goes up and wait, wait, that sounds a little louder. And that sounds a little, you, you don't. And I think that that kind of can percolate into a, a relationship, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. He's just, just looking for his Sorry. teeth. Mary. 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 <laughs> she doesn't really come. Yeah. She's more of a cat. <laughs> she can do anything else. My mom will sure. get it. Yeah. Get her. Her, yeah, Terry's, right? my wife's running out and get, Terry, get Mary. I got <laughs> oh, I got it. Sorry, right. sorry. You gave um, her to me, and then I. I but isn't that something more? The, I, I think that's probably common with comics. But isn't that something more inside of you? Maybe there's something. Well, maybe it is. I'm I don't know. I, I think it's in, I, th the truth. That my honest answer to that question is, I probably ten years ago um, would have been much more reluctant to like date a comic or something like that. But I, I think I just got to a place where, I, you know, I've been doing stand up a long time as well as the stuff we talked about producing and stuff like that. And I've definitely gone through phases of like looking on IMDb and being competitive and being jealous that this guy's special went and I had a special, I told you I didn't think right. anything, and all these kinds of things. And and then I, I just kind of graduated from that because I got to a place where I was like, well, my, my definition of success can't be based on other people's or I'm going to But you realize that myself. our society, that's outside <laughs> yeah. of comedy, that's our society. Our society's yeah. uh, basis for success, that yeah. maybe not you guys or is, you know, what kind of car are you driving? Or you go to a party and they go, what have you been doing lately? And what they really want, they're asking, is what project do you have that I don't have? And what, <laughs> isn't that what- But I think it's like you have to find your way out of that or it will drive it'll drive you crazy i just I most I, people are crazy yeah well i think a lot of people who do this i mean i was sorry i was saying this to sarah the other day it's like when you're a comedian you're always like half a patient and half a therapist because you're dealing with so many people with so many issues and so many friends you have that are like and yourself yeah and yourself and your own anxiety but i think part of that is what one of the reasons we're so good together is because we completely un understand each other's anxieties and moments of of doubt and things like that that as long as they don't coincide yeah it's true it's like yeah. we're good like if, mm. if he you know if he's uh you know if i'm feeling insecure he's like solid and and vice versa like we kind of balance each other out you know we well, that's you know, great. We have good days and bad days it's not i have a lot of bad days yeah you I'm, do i do still i mean i don't uh, know yeah. how much more do I? Success you can have. Yeah. It's not about success. No, Just no. I'm not talking. What, what are you calling success? The fact, jobs. Well, all the things you just described. Well, all of right? those things like competitiveness and all that stuff. It doesn't age well. But in other words, at, <laughs> you your, at your level, right? Like at your stance of 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 like I've known you as a comic and someone on TV since I was born. Like you've been around and how- at Since like, you were born? Yeah, I'm I mean- fucking old. I'm 44. You're so 44? Did the mic ago. just go out? I, I remember no, your stand-up special as a kid when you were laying on stage and said, unlike the other comics here tonight, I'm not a stand-up. Like I remember all of your stuff. Right, and, I've been around for a long like, time. But my point is, and have been successful and respected for a long time. So- But my life- Did that my, never go away for you, that no, anxiety? No, no, my, my anxiety and my mental health is has been, and also my daughter shares, 
in, uh, you know, I suffer from depression and anxiety and uh, I have OCD and I have a, a plethora of other shit that I, and, and stand up comedy, if anything is a uh, panacea, you know, it's like in, when I'm doing stand up comedy, that just keeps me in the moment and distracts me. You know, you've been very open, Sarah, about, uh, she, she, I, I don't know if you want to talk about your mental health. I, I, I read the story. Didn't your, uh, your psychiatrist commit suicide? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was 13. It's not funny. It, it, <laughs> well, because that's crazy. I didn't know that. It's funny because years ago when Curb was like newish or something, I got a, a call from Larry David and I was like, Larry, oh my God. Oh my God. Hi. You know, and uh, he said, listen, I'm, I'm shooting a promo for Curb and the, for the billboard and it's, me lying down talking to a psychiatrist and then you just see his legs dangling like he had hung right. himself and someone said you had that joke and i and i don't want to step on it and i go i i don't have that joke that happened to me <laughs> it's not a joke you can oh it, you, you can do it it's not i, I just it, but it wasn't in front of me it was just um, you were in the office yeah it was, she was telling her about her life and he was like, I no, can't handle it. Um, no, you were in the way. I was, I was 13 and I was sent to him and he literally said, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a, a prescription for this thing called Xanax and whenever you feel bad, just take one. Like it was like that. And I was like, all right. And then I got dropped off for my next session and I remember reading an entire People magazine in the waiting room. And I had never done that before. And I was like, wow, I must have been here for a long time. And then the doctor that he shared the space with came down and with no bedside manner for a, a crippled with depression 13-year-old just went, I won't, I'll cha I changed his name, but Dr. Riley hung himself. Oh, like that? Gosh. Like that with like so sobbing eyes. And I was like, I didn't know what to do with it. And I had to wait the rest of the hour for my mom to pick me up. You know, oh it wasn't cell phones or anything. Do you feel like you could have helped them? <laughs> All I could think was he had um, braces on his teeth. Wait, he, how like, old was this guy? He was a, a man. I, I went to school with his kids the following year. I, and I never told them, you know, that I had seen him. And But um, he had braces, like on his teeth and I I just my little brain at the time was just like I can't believe he didn't at least wait to see what How I smile yeah like yeah. when his braces would get off because I knew all these kids that would just be so high and elated from um getting their braces off and like feeling their teeth with their tongue and I was like yeah you even wait for right to see if that so his problems were mental and dental well you were, <laughs> we were just talking about if you pull the teeth that's how much, right. you know, how, how much, much happier. Happier. That's a horrible, are you not, do you feel that that traumatized you? I, I, I feel very odd that I don't feel like it traumatized me. And I even, it's in the, this musical, The Bedwetter, that's, that's um, going up in um, April. That is this a Broadway? Is there. It's off it's at the Atlantic Theater in New York. And off is it Broadway. Autobiography? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's about the year I was 10. It's so good. I saw the, they he just did a up, table yeah. read of it with the actors and the music. Are you not starring in it? In New York? No, I'm not in it. I you just, wrote it. There's a little 10-year-old Sarah in it who's incredible. But oh, the, just a year you were 10. But yeah. I, I, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's all these little kids. It's, it's like Annie, but like with like pussy and cunt in it and stuff. Wow. <laughs> 
How'd that go over? In, how'd that go over in Burbank? I mean, they're, they're laughing. Can you hear? Just, we keep it down so it's not just the, the, the words. I mean, the, yeah, it has. Oh, language. you don't see the ten-year-olds. Oh, no, Jesus, Fefefe. No. That's very Jewish. Swear poo, poo, words. Poo. Are you know, seeing well, another so, psychiatrist now? No, he killed himself. Her new one. Every there's a third after the third. The third one's a charm. She's the Black Widow of shrinks. But let's talk about this. The play. I didn't know you were doing. So you wrote the play, and you got it all financed. Oh, yeah. I co-wrote the lyrics and the book with uh, someone who did the music and and who co-wrote the book with me. And actually, not to bring everyone down, the... That guy died. Yeah. I know um, that. Adam Schlesinger. I know. I know that guy. Yeah, he was a wonderful guy. We had a table read. We were supposed to open two years ago. Yeah. Had a table read. Uh, Had a... He came over to the Airbnb that I was renting that he found for me. We had pizza, you know, we washed our hands extra, but it was, they didn't say do masks yet, you know, when this thing was happening. And as we, as we read the script through before rehearsal was supposed to start that Monday, we were seeing like, oh, the NBA shut down, like, whoa, what, you know, and like slowly everything shut down. And um, two weeks later, he was dead from COVID. Yeah. That's horrible. And I assumed like, oh, this is the start of like, I'm going to, everyone's going to start like losing people and people are, but I didn't, I don't know anyone else personally in my life that. That died. Died of COVID, but that was just so fast. It was, you know, he was texting like, oh my God, I think I have this thing. And like, oh my God, I'm like in the hospital with COVID, you know, and then, and then it just. That's a horrible, horrible. So, uh, but. The good news is that he will uh, live on in infamy. He will. You know, he said it did a lot of music, but Saturday Night Live and right. He it, did all of the, like the, the um, Rachel Bloom's um, crazy ex-girlfriend with her and and tons of like um, remember like a Neil Patrick Harris like was a revelation hosting the Tonys and the Tonys like and all those came songs. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wrote all that stuff. But didn't he work fly. at Saturday Night Live for a long time? Because I saw no. those guys posting. Never. He no. You're thinking of Hal Wilner who died of, of COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's a different person. He was different the music person. director. No, Adam Schlesinger was from the band Fountains of Wayne, and he wrote, like, That Thing You Do from the movie That Thing You Do, and he wrote, like, you wow. know, le- um He did the uh, stuff with uh, for on the play, too, that the other Hairspray, I think, the Hairspray show that they did on Broadway. No, he did Crybaby. No. Crybaby. He did, yeah, the other, <laughs> the he, other Jonathan. We should just keep Jonathan guessing Moore. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, why <laughs> would I Google long, it? He's, when I he's, just... you've, you've enjoyed a lot of things he's so done. So when can we see the play? Uh, previews start April, I don't know, something 20-ish. That's huge to mount a uh, play. Has, have you ever done? It's been nine years. Like, it's just been a long process. I, that's Plays take that long, I guess. And the Musicals. the dream is to eventually move to Broadway mm-hmm. or being off. That's amazing. Yeah, like when I, I know that's a harder undertaking, I think, than selling a movie or a oh TV show. Oh, my God, show. it's a total money pit, and it only you know, pays off, you know, financially if it's like Hamilton. And (laughs) aside from uh, cunt and pussy, what is it that uh, that happened at 10? Like, what is that? What was your story at 10? You were a bedwetter, I take it? I was a chronic bedwetter, like well into my teens. I was like 15 or 16 when it stopped. Wow. And was um, that, it was, do you have a bladder problem or is that a mental? Maybe that did affect you, that that thing with yeah that's yeah how I mean you know manifested. I, yeah I think I I don't know I think it's emotional and it was also I was t- teeny tiny for my age and um just the combination of that like I never 
Were you was, traumatized by that? Would you, did your parents, because I remember we used to, I, I used to hear about like Michael Landon. Yeah, My, everybody, the, the fastest they, runner, right? Right, he did that movie, but his thing was his parents would put up the, uh, oh, there it is, there it is, two, uh, 220 uh, and 2020 off-Broadway premiere, they're putting it up, wow, that's exciting, congratulations. Yeah. But um, he was humiliated by his parents. Yeah, his mother would like take his wet sheets. sheets and like put them out the window. How did your parents react to you being a bedwetter? They punished me for it. No, no. they were, um, you know, I listen, I learned how to do laundry at a very young <laughs> age. You know, I mean, we, you know, you didn't have sleepovers then at your friend's house. Well, that was the big thing. So, yeah, I, the the kind of it, it's a con the play, the, the plays about these this family and this Jewish family and this very white. New Hampshire town, although the cast is uh, fairly diverse. <laughs> and um, Oh, wait, you have non-Jews playing Jews? I know that's a, a little soapbox of yours. You have non-Jews playing Jews? No. Well, I thought you, isn't there, uh, didn't you say that on your podcast? Well, yes. Yeah, the, the, I, I listen yes, to your podcast. The woman yeah. playing my mother, I thought was Jewish. And I, <laughs> <laughs> Well, ironically, because she's played kind of like iconic Jewish roles, but she, but, um, She's amazing, and also my mom wasn't Jewy, you know. But the what I was saying, and you know, it it kind of like caught fire, you know. On, I just said on my podcast, you know, it's odd that in a time where representation seems to be so important and front and center, that with all these Jewish characters that are where their Jewishness is centric, they're especially women, never played by Jews. I know. <laughs> so and every like other you. community. So it matters so much for every other minority, but Jews don't count, which is a not great loved. book by We're David Bichon. We're not loved. Macedonians, by the way. Do you feel, feel the, the same, same way, let's Macedonian. say, if there's like a, like a gay character that they should cast someone who is actually gay? Or Only if he's let's Jewish say and gay autistic character like if they cast someone who actually has autism or something like that i don't make the rules i was <laughs> noticing I think what she's saying what she's saying is acting that would, is acting yeah and individually i love all you know i love katherine hahn i love uh miss mazel um i can't think of her name i love you know these are all brilliant actors but they collectively it's just like wow never what she's never. saying though is i think that Unless our it, society is making uh, right. shit about you know if somebody's playing a gay character and they're not they're not gay mm -hmm. then you'll hear about it or if they're playing an indigenous person and they're not indian or they're mexican and they're not mixed you don't hear anybody speaking up about somebody who is playing a jew who is not a jew and i mean mm -hmm. over the top like you know <laughs> that's in the, in the context of where the what the world is right now odd to me yeah so what I, I, another thing i want to ask you about so what i'm doing here this is a new thing this is called magic screen and, and you should you guys should take notice of this so magic screen is something i i'm uh, want to be part of and am part of magic screen is the latest and greatest in technology where you can and it's not like you are always up to date with yeah, the very latest. no but tell me so this cool. so if you want to do comedy but you don't want to travel or you want to do your podcast and it's not like doing a zoom show it's there's no latency those people are there live you can say you know at the regal theater in texas 
Um, uh, you come and see my podcast and you can interact and you can ask questions and you can come in for $2 a ticket. You take the money and the theater takes the popcorn and whatever or whatever venue you want. And over there on that side, I mean, you could basically do that. That could be an iPhone setup. There's two microphones and an iPhone. You can hear everybody in the room and it's like playing club. You, if you wanna to talk to anybody right there, if you have a question for Sarah, ask, ask a question so that I wanna show her or, or, or Rory. Can they be here or like I can't, or can we, I see Well, I have it in closer? front of me, but uh, you, or you can't oh, see. see. You can't see. Oh, I don't have my glasses. Put on. your glasses on. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> But you this, were asking about her being Jewish, you yeah. know, and then she has to put her glasses on, you know, and like is that a Jewy thing? Well, it's like a little bit, you know. It's like this blind is the problem when you try to break stereotypes, and then she's like, I can't see. But I like the glasses. The glasses. Are, don't you think the glasses? So you see them? You could talk to th those people are in Burbank right now, and this is like a this is a test. Uh, kind of thing that we've been doing, but you can hear them and you could talk to them. Does somebody have a question? Somebody want to talk to? Yeah, Sarah, what's the story with your hat? Beer nuts. Wow. Honestly, no story. I actually, <laughs> um, I've had it for so long and it just fits my head right, you know, and I, I have no connection to beer nuts, per se. you know, I just, <laughs> you know what happened is, it came in the mail. That came in the mail, a beer nut hat? This is how long it goes. Jimmy Kimmel and I had just broken up, probably like 2009. And uh, it came in the mail, and I was like, oh, I must have ordered this, like a stoned Amazon order. <laughs> and uh, I loved it. And, I, and then I talked to Jimmy, and he was like, I ordered that for you. <laughs> oh, wow. So there is a story. That was a good question. Yeah. But isn't this cool how it's like you're in the room with them. It's There's amazing. no latency. There's no nothing. You could pick somebody out if you were doing stand-up. You can do stand-up in a big audience. You can hear them. You can hear them laugh in real time. You don't have that. You know, I don't know if you've done any of the Zoom shows, but they're yeah, really hard. Brutal. Do you enjoy still going and doing stand-up? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't, like, been on the road. We were in New York, so I was doing stand-up in New York a little bit, and, and then... Here I've done stuff, but I haven't like booked road gigs. You were so funny. I saw you working, but during when when I was watching you, Rory, you both were on stage there, and you were working out material, and it was both of you. It was brilliant. It was just it's fun to watch the art. Do you like that? Do you like when like you're you're maybe you know you're looking at your notes and you're tweaking little lines or figuring out how to, and you watch if you watch somebody over the course of a month or a week, you watch. I love that. Just the tiny, yeah, well, I'm a very slow honer, you know? It's a, like my podcast is very immediate enough, the cuff and messy, but my stand-up feels messy, but it's, it's I, I'm slowly Precise. tiny, tiny little changes and... So it's, yeah, I, I. You know, because my, uh, I, and that's why I liked watching you both. I came, when I came to town, I was watching, every night I would go to the comedy store and watch Richard Pryor cobble together uh, live on the Sunset Strip. Oh wow. my God. You know, and he would be standing on stage and he was still bandaged from the freebase accident the that he had, from the yeah. fire that he had. He was the first guy I saw, it became like a like a, an old joke. He, he, I don't know if you remember this joke, but people would hold a, a, a lit match and they'd go, what's this? And oh, go, it was Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor right? running down yeah. the street. He opened with that. This is me running down the street. But isn't that uh, live on the Sunset Strip, this, the show he taped and it tanked? Yeah. And then he went back and did it again. Yeah. 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 It's a crazy story. Yeah. So I need to have his And friends. also, there are people in the audience in that special where it's like you go, 
that's Jesse Jackson. There was like Jesse Jackson was in the audience yeah. or something. I, just, I watched it not long that ago and I was like, lot. oh my God. To me, I get a lot of times Jesse Jackson shows up. Well, Jesse, do you, Jesse, do you have a question for Sarah? <laughs> Jesse's, Jesse's in, Bur in Burbank right crazy. now. Crazy. <laughs> this thing is amazing. It really is. It's kind of neat. I don't know if you, your podcast, I love your podcast. Your podcast is, is uh, it was surprising to me because I feel like it's like you call into a, a therapist, you know? <laughs> Well, it became that, uh, first of all, I'm, uh, in my internal monologue right now, I was going like, I'm being not funny at all. Like, don't No, but you're interesting. <laughs> you're really interesting, and you're both really interesting. You don't have to, do you feel uh, pressure to be funny? I don't, but then sometimes I look back and I go, oh my God, I was uh, only earnest. That whole <laughs> interview, I wasn't like goofy at all. Like I just, I have different heads and I, so, so with the, with my podcast, I planned on it being like, silly and dumb and fun and loose and the calls just got more and more serious and then I would want to take them because they were interesting and or I, or I felt like I've been around long a long time and I had something I had an insight on that or I had a you know but and, isn't there some and for both of you isn't there some kind of the onus is off of you to constantly be uh, to be funny it's we like being funny and we like getting a laugh and you like to hear the immediate reaction. But also I, I like communicating and I like learning and I like, you know, kind of, you know, I don't think we, I learned that really late in my career. Deal or no deal was the first time was, a, was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. And I was about to leave the business and I've told the story many times, but what happened was when I went on the stage there, I was face to face with somebody whose life was going to change hugely by even a small amount of money. You know, the first woman- oh, I thought you meant Meghan Markle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you meant the contestants, yeah. I guess. Does that happen that's also? A great, that's a great, that's it. But when, you know, and then I felt like obligated to not distract with comedy and I started talking to them like I, which they made fun of me on Saturday Night Live, like I talked to you when you were five years old. I'd go, it's $60,000. And I just wanted you to fucking take the money because you live in Iowa, that's a down payment yeah, on a house, that's a your insurance. And they would go, no deal. So, for, And I just wanted everybody to leave better. I just felt like that was real life. It wasn't like doing jokes. And I was so embarrassed after the taping of the first five shows, I flew to the Caribbean and didn't want to be seen, didn't want to see on TV. You were with me, right? Yeah. And we were in Tortola. And I got a, a call going, you know, 20 million people watched last night. The next night it was more, and next night it was more. So it's the biggest success I had in my career. It was the only time I did no jokes. Mm. I hired writers, I had jokes, but I was afraid to distract the person. I had no jokes, I had no uh, But it lines. worked because there- But so does this, talking to you like, like this. Especially with a podcast, like this platform where you're not really tied down and it's yours. That's the thing that people gravitate to and love is just you being authentic. You're not trying to do something different. And we've talked about this even on our podcast where we get comments and stuff and do this or we don't like that. And he's like, I don't care. I just want to do what I like doing. And whoever wants to come along for the ride, great. So I don't think you always have to be funny. And that's why people gravitate towards. I have to tell you that this is, you're very, both very interesting today. And, and I think, <laughs> no, but you don't have to be funny, but talking along those lines, you're also, and not necessarily just on your podcast, you're very political. Yeah. Are you not worried? Um, and I'm not talking about the, the, the specific policies or people, but we live in a time now that is, it, it seems to have, opinion weaponizes 
It's polarizing. It's polarizing, but it's not just everything's polarizing. Everything, the pronoun, everything doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. But when you take a stance publicly, you put yourself in danger. I think physically. Do you not think about that? Yeah. No. I. um, Yeah. I mean, I get afraid of murderers a little bit, but I. (laughs) But it's funny. Like I, I've a few times, a couple of times, um, the. FBI or whatever has said, like, we have someone who, we have someone in our custody who, um, the one was uh, a guy that I was on his, like, kill list that they caught with, like, bombs and stuff. And then another was a guy that they, they, they arrested him and he had a backpack that just had two of my stand-up DVDs in it and a picture of himself in, like, full jihad, um, Get up. Uh, yeah, wardrobe and gun mm-hmm. and everything. And and then they have to let you know, but they can't give you details. So they go, we legally have to let you know. And then they give you no details and they just say, you know, uh, you should hire um, bodyguards and definitely change your routine. And I was like, I'm not a bodyguard level, <laughs> you know, really. Occasionally I have But you I are because though. you're a human being. Both times I was like about to go on the road. So it, like... I ended up like almost breaking even because I had to pay for security and stuff. But that's why and... she got married. You oh. know? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With no teeth. I do actually. <laughs> but... I no, but does that not scare the shit out of you? It's funny because the the um, guy with the bombs, I called Sasha Baron Cohen, who's like my brother, and he goes through this a lot and stuff. And he goes, you know. Sis, uh, no one really ever dies from mail bombs. Oh. And I go, yeah, I guess that's true. What's two or three less fingers? Yeah, it's yeah. really just fingers. I mean, when you really think about it, no one dies from mail bombs. But, but we- yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have been told to, like, change my routine, and I try to be, I have, like, a my house that I live in is under a, completely different name under it that has nothing to do with me and i use a different you know people use no, a different I get name and i just but how do you sleep i it never seems in the moment it never seems like re, you but know, this is a like, funny conversation we've had which is so you know she has this house and she has this alarm system that's very secure and then when i stay yeah, I over, feel very safe like it was right yeah. but then when i stay over she goes well i don't I don't put on the alarm when you're here. I, I never do. When but he's then I'm there. like, but then. <laughs> Are I, you scared? But I'm going to die. In other words, because in that scenario, I'm fighting a murderer and she's running to safety. And I'm like, what about the scenario? Where- why are you? Why is that the scenario in your head? Why aren't I fighting the murderer? Because we've discussed it. I'm fighting the murderer. It's a yeah. conversation we've had. So I just. So my thought is if she puts the alarm on, then no one has to fight the murder. And then we're both fine. But for some reason, you know, when I'm there, it's like, nah, I feel safe. I'll I'm like, t- but no, I'm, I'll turn I'm it on. I, but then we can't open the door. We have to remember yeah. because I'm so afraid. I'm like Chicken Little, so I I'm so afraid to trigger the alarm because I'll have a heart attack. But at the noise. Yeah, yeah, you know. You're, You're more scared of the alarm than, than the, intruders. The, the yeah, that I'm yeah. gonna forget and worry, and open are you, the door. Maybe we don't know something. But are you? Do you have any special? Like uh, training? No, I mean, I, I, you know, I she's could, a black belt. My I daughter. Could do this. Really? Yeah. yeah you, you want really? me to come over? Yes. Uh, you yes. can hire me for security. That'd be great. 
I yeah. do think, well, my theory is that Mary will protect us because I know that if murderers come over. Mary? She, yeah, our dog. No, I see the dog. I'm just, they're laughing. She's by, the, <laughs> she's, by the way, shaking from this interview. This is my, um, this is how I feel, though. If murderers come over, she'll definitely instantly go on her back to get her belly rubbed. And right. then they'll rub her belly and they'll be like, no, wow, what are we doing? Yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> you thought it out. I didn't realize. <laughs> or she'll do what she does to her shrinks, but she'll start talking and then they'll just kill themselves. <gasps> oh my gosh, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> does anybody there have a question? For, there's somebody there, the yeah. lady in the back or guy in the back. I see a hand up. What, what's your question? Well, I was going to ask, you know, along the lines of uh, being out there and being very, uh, maybe less politically correct, your show, I Love You America, where you went out and mixed and mingled with all types of people. What did you what did you learn from that or what did you kind of come away from that? I learned you know, so much from that. One, I, you know, like I would go and visit. What I liked about it is I would go and I would visit like um you know like a family that all voted for trump or like you know re people very different from myself and it was interesting because i put myself in a situation where they were my host you know they they had to take care of me you know i was just alone you know there were cameras and stuff, but it was like i was alone and they were outnumbered me and and the i feel like the natural inclination is to kind of be host for them, you know, to be right. host. But, and it was really, um, I, I let every place I left, I loved them and they well, loved amazing. me. That's it's a great personal, show. Personal connection is just completely different. And I also learned that, that, and I've said this a million times, but like that people aren't changed from facts or poll numbers. I mean, you know, you should be, but we do, we live in a time where we just have no baseline truth. So you can't go, well, you have to agree with me because this, 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 you know, anyone can do that. And, and it doesn't, people just tend to dig in deeper because if they feel judged or if they feel dumb or if they feel defensive, their porcupine needles go up, they can't be open and there, you can't connect. It's just like, you're just in two pods, you know? So would you say the answer to that question is you just have more of an understanding no, of the, people? No, the way you, the, the... Who think differently than... The only thing that changes people or, or has them be open at all, and I'm talking about myself as well, I'm not saying like, is feelings. It's not facts, it's not poll numbers, it's just appealing to feelings. So I just realized like, I, as comedians, we can connect with anyone. There's right. some point of connection with anyone, even if it's like, Doesn't it you feel watch like Walking now? Dead? I watch, I love Walking Dead. You know, like, oh my God, Carol, I used to hate her. Now she's my world, you know, whatever, like anything. Right, but you know, I just think that, you know, politics has really taken a front seat now. And it's so divisive. I feel like we're on the verge of a civil war. I really yeah. think that it's getting violent. Well, Rory, Rory has an excellent take on the Go pending ahead. civil I was, war. It's a stand -up, but no, just that. I mean, you know, my, my theory on the Civil War thing is just every, I, I get it because everybody's tense and everybody's angry, but everyone's also fat, you know? So I feel like it's going to just be hard because Civil Wars require a fair amount of running and fighting. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a lot so of it's cardio. Not gonna, not it's not going to happen. Don't I don't think America is in the shape it thinks it is for a Civil War. I think online, easy. But I think once the escalators are turned off, no Civil War.
You know, nobody's climbing. Nobody's that. nobody's climbing a flight of stairs with a gun in yeah. America. No, you know I I mean? unless like, we're fighting in rascal scooters, we're not having a civil. But also, you were saying like, you know, civil war is like at home. So like, well, I said if there is a war, the one I want to be in is the civil war because you get to fight your home. You know, it's and like then you, you go don't home have to go watch, to like Afghanistan. You, know, you have a battle. You go home. Oh, you're you right. Catch up on you know Queen's Gambit. You know what I mean? Make a sandwich and then you go to the rendezvous point. You know, you're not like in the middle of the I desert. love that you've thought this out. Oh, I think about it all the time. You know? I love that. Yeah, I think about it all the time. Yeah, like he goes, you know, I think that on my tombstone, you know, like my obituary will say like, you know, ran the Daily Show, blah, blah, blah. But like it could be like, was a general in the Civil War of 2023. <laughs> you don't know what's ahead. You don't know what's ahead. Wow. Yeah. I, I like never that he fancies that himself a general. No, 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 not a general. But, you know, maybe like like uh, like what Tom Hanks was in... um in Private Ryan, where like I'm on the ground with the troops, you know, and I got a little quiver in my hand, but I can guide them through. But you, you know, know that his character in in Saving Private Ryan wasn't like the bosom buddies guy, and then a war happened. What? <laughs> Wait, you're telling me his backstory wasn't bosom buddies guy? Holy yeah, crap. No. I had no idea. Yeah, you guys I think are funny about, together. I think about. Do you laugh a lot? Yeah. I we, feel like we're sitting so far apart, but no, the I microphones like are. I like it. Um, we. You like I, I want to say this about Sarah, though. But you were asking about her, how she connects with people, and this is the thing I think when you talk about our relationship that is undeniably amazing about her is she is not only open to listening to other people's point of views. But she understands that people change and grow and evolve. And, and like so that's what I think separates her from the typical sort of knee-jerk liberal person who's – no, that's just how it is. It has to be this way. It has to be this way. It's like she's open to going – like we've had conversations about things that, you know, would be on a political topic with left-wing people very, very – tense and divisive and we can just have a conversation and go well it is kind of interesting that this or this happens and and she's open to it which is why that show on hulu was such an awesome idea and and such an awesome platform for her and that's why her and there should be more of it yeah and her podcast more is of so, it. and her podcast is so good for that too because it, it kind of doesn't matter who calls in or what they're about she like accepts them you know and like most people especially now are not like that also we're at a place like we're learning so much together and like we're, we're we both have come from like relationships where like am i in trouble you know like we, we and and so we've made a pact of like everything's face value you know if if he says something to me i am going to assume it's what he means and not ever and not ever again See, in comics, my life go what does that mean is he is he really mad but he's saying okay you know like you know no. it's interesting that you said that you're saying that because traditionally in stand-up comic in stand-up comedy the male comic has done and you've heard it a million times we always talk I, I i don't have any material like this but we always talk about how we don't understand females and we talk about males always say what they mean and you, you've heard this from of male course. comics and the male and it's usually the female that as far as the male is concerned. I mean, you're being very heteronormative right now, but I I'm understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mansplaining. But yeah. it's always, a, you know, it's a, the, the, the joke we've heard ad nauseum from any guy is like, what's wrong? Nothing. You right. Know, right. And that's, that's the woman says, what do you mean? Nothing. You know? Yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. So we do. We'll get to the root of things. Like, and, and sometimes I'll, I will be that woman. You're like, no, it's fine, you know, like, and and he'll go, well, it's not, that's, 
that's not a, you know, it that, that was a very not fine, it's fine. And then I'll go, ugh. But we force each other to talk it through and we're always laughing by the end and so relieved that we just made ourselves push through to the other side, like no matter how uncomfortable. And I know for some reason this doesn't annoy her, but sometimes when Sarah's mad about something, I find it really funny. Cause it's like I start like I kind of just start. That doesn't like, oh, make no, her more angry. Not, that's not good. No, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's, it does diffuse it. Like I'll go. Really? Oh, thank you for laughing at that. That just made me okay, but like not not things uh, that are. We're the opposite. No, no, no. Not no. Things I, that I are understand serious. that version. Too. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's not like a serious thing where she's mad at me or trying to make a point. And I'm, but I just mean she'll be upset about something or 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 like frustrated about example. something. It, it could be okay. like for example, she has. I learned the term Terrible for this. Misophonia. misophonia, which yeah. is like certain sounds really true. My wife. Yeah, certain sounds. My so, wife will say, why are you Alex eating here? Too. Right. Well, why are you eating here? And I go, it's the fucking kitchen. Yeah, but so like, I, like there'll be a time, like when she lived in her apartment, I was at one point, I poured myself a big bowl of cereal and I was about to take a scoop and she looked at me and I go, you I would eat this in the other room. She goes, I want you to eat it outside. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, he goes, uh, I'm going to go on the patio to eat this. And I said, can you go further? Right, which basically, <laughs> basically implied jump off the patio and kill it's, yourself instead of eating that bowl of cheese. It's awful to have it because you just seem like you are such an asshole. And it's, I cannot, if there's any stress in my body at all, like my biggest fear is someone eating an apple in a quiet car. <laughs> That's your biggest fear. Yeah. That's it. I don't think we I can handle about, it. We talked yeah. about people chasing you with bombs and backpacks. We yeah. should have had Lou in here with his chips. That's good. Oh, <laughs> Lou, no, 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 Lou no, no. usually eats chips. Yeah, I, like, like, I, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I like to eat chips. No, oh gosh, go. I'm so glad. No, we, we he aren't... was in here one time. We had a uh, Rick Glassman. It was a uh, another. Yeah. yeah. So Rick was in here and he started eating the chips. And Rick has that also. A lot of comedians have it. Yeah. yeah. And so Rick just turned him and said, "This is not fucking funny. I'm just angry." Yeah, you're just making me <laughs> mad. It, it um, it, you know, if when I can it's also, triggered, it, it's a rage. I I wanted to say we you we were talking about show business and you were talking about the the success in show business and I too have been you know, in the business for a while and had my ups and downs. But I could say this, I could always, always get arrested. It's <laughs> a good joke. What's going on in Burbank? Nobody on that? No, no. Not allowed. no I think they, they turn it down sometimes. So it doesn't. What is Lou muted in Burbank? I don't get it. Lou is muted in Burbank. I also should mention, and I don't know if this bothers you, the girl in the center, the lady in the center with it just crossed her legs. The grown was, woman? Yes, yeah. the grown woman. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I use the wrong? Am I pissing? Yeah, I no, learned that. Not at all. I love you. And I'm. if you don't mind, I'll just mention it. Until no, I like to be corrected, memory. but I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid. I do it too. I say girl, but I, I said it. Girl. I don't anymore because she she schooled me on it. Like, in other but words, I don't get mad. To... Like, there has to be a space for people to, you know, when when I'm with a non-binary person, I fuck up their pronouns all the time, and I'm so excited to use their pronouns right. And I go, oh god, oh damn, they. It, do you ask them their pronoun when you approach somebody? Do you say what do you? Like, no, in but general? you. No, I don't. I probably should, but I don't. But I, you know, I will. I've worked with a couple people who are. Non-binary. Who oh, are they? Them? Yeah, and and then I get so excited, and then I I mess up, and I get so mad, and always they're like, 
don't worry about it. You're trying. You know, it's like going to France and that you're supposed to like try a little bit of French. So at least that, and then they'll speak English with you, but they want to just know you're, you're, that's what, you're making an effort. But that was, yeah, that's what, we what I think talking about. Like, and you said that I think you're more afraid to offend someone. He's really afraid to. I'm really, I'm nervous. I don't want to talk or open my mouth. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see somebody. It, I don't know how to, they, that's yeah. the I'm side scared. of yeah. the progressive side that I consider myself progressive, but that I get frustrated with is that there's no space, you know, and I do think people are gonna, I do think people are gonna be more patient and you know what I mean? But the-, the Not the internet. No. Yeah, but, but the internet is, it isn't the whole world. It like is a lot of people's. But the, the thing is- That's where they get their information. That I've been what, saying to Sarah about being the open-minded thing is I've explained to her, because like you, I have, you know, I, and I'm, this isn't pa passing the buck, but like when you grow up as a male in this country, we're also loaded with all sorts of toxic garbage that we don't, I, I, you know, I'm only now learning about that and going, oh yeah, I guess that, I guess that was the wrong way yeah, to do things. It's like, men can't have feelings, men can't cry, only babies cry, what are you, a girl? You, you know, like, yeah, I mean, so, I, it's, it's- So it's like, it's hard to, you know, there's a little bit of deprogramming that has to happen. So what, that's the thing that I think, it's been frustrating sometimes. It's feeling like no one gives. You got to be up to speed immediately. You the gotta be hardest up to speed. thing so in life. So the I'm hardest trying thing. very hard to like learn and. But be all quiet. of us, yeah. you know, this journey of life is supposed to be about change and mm -hmm. growth. And I think that our humanity, the natural instinct is just to hang on for dear life to whatever you to what know, we know to what you know, and that's the normal. And everybody wants to go. I hope it was the way. You know, even in the simplest terms, people go, "That was music." Yeah. This is not right. music, right. you know, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like a big band sound. That's uh -huh. what it's all about. And right. the, the, we're, but but that's what we try to do. And do you think you're different today than you were ten years ago? Really different? Uh, yes. You do. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I've changed so much, and I always feel like if you, you know, I can look at old stuff I've done and be and like love it. Like I loved my show, the Sarah Silverman program, but it's like totally problematic, but I still love it for what it was. And I understand that comedy is an evergreen, but, and, and that's why, I mean, that's why like you're still so relevant is like, you're always changing with the times. You're always even just, I mean, even if we're just talking about it on like a technological level, like you're always up to date on the latest technology and the latest things. And- um, But it, you know, that comes out of my neurosis. I FOMO is Oprah coined it, you know, mm -hmm. fear of missing out. Is there a new way? How can I reach, like- How can I, I get all the way to Burbank from Van Nuys? <laughs> yes, with, without Uber, without Uber. I was making a travel the, that great uh, the, the woman, her in the yes, center yes. is dating a Republican because there's no good looking men in Sherman Oaks. That's what she told me. Wow. And she's keeping her apps open. Where, how far, how far do you <laughs> have to commute him. to date the Republican? Um, he's, in, he's in Santa Clarita, but I don't totally know where that is, so he always comes to me. <laughs> <laughs> and do you put the alarm on when he comes over? Um, yes. Can, can his can his pickup fit in your driveway? <laughs> and that's not an innuendo. That's not an innuendo. It was not an innuendo. I just I think assumed he drove a pickup truck. I, you just turned the whole oh, audience. Jesus was, Christ. There we go. It is funny because when I was single, I was like, I would see these ads on the road for farmers only. Yeah, uh, right. that dating site. And I'm like, God, I wonder if there are any liberals on Farmers Only. Like, that would be the ideal for There's me. definitely liberal farmers. I mean, there's- why, I know. Why would that be ideal for you? Because I, and I found him. Like, I, I like a guy who, uh, 
um, you know, like Rory, when I met him, he said, I'm a dad without kids looking for a lawn to mow. Again, and he sounds really like an innuendo. Is. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I just like doing stuff around the house. Like I like fixing things. Like she just moved into a new house, so I spent a lot of my oh time my like installing things. It, I just like doing that. I'll look for him and he's all and he's like on a ladder somewhere, like rewiring something, and it just makes me swoon. Yeah, it's good. Because yeah. you know she, she does that. Does she really? I love that. Yeah. yeah. I just like doing she's it. She's married and her husband is standing, he doesn't know how to do it, and she's on the ladder. <laughs> Building and doing. Really? Yeah. I love She's the that. black belt. Yeah. yeah. The black belt thing, you, you definitely got me beat on. Yeah. But, uh, the latter thing. She can kill you. Yeah, but no, clearly. I don't think I still, I don't think I remember any of it, honestly. I don't think I can. Well, oh, when did you, because Jeff Ross always talks about how he's a black belt, but he was a black belt at 12. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, keep up your. Uh... Do you think you can beat up Jeff Ross? Jeff Ross, probably. God, I hope so. I yeah. would love to. I want to see that match. <laughs> God, he I was here. So. Oh, my God. I yeah. love him so He's much. He's so great. Non-preacher, <sighs> Jeff Ross, I could probably beat up. Preacher's pretty strong. Yeah. Yes. You know, Preacher yeah. Lawson. He's another comic. He won, or he came in second on AGT. He's a very funny comic. He's hosting AGT Live. What do you want to plug, guys? Wait, plug? can I just say something about AGT? Yeah. So the year um, my friend Dave Juskow and I were watching all the time, the year that Tom Cotter was like, came up really right. really high and we we're like we've got to support tom cotter he's a comic you know we like he's been around so long and everything and we watched the finals and tom cotter went on we're like yes he's gonna win he should win they should give it to him and then you introduced the next act and it was they it was dogs, dogs. that drove up on a like in a limo with their <laughs> arm out the window and we immediately were like ah! give it to the dogs the dogs won, yeah. They were incredible. That's funny. I, we were trying to get you, you know. I, thought, I remember. I know. You didn't feel like you wanted to do that. It, I, you it would was be... like in Minnesota or something where I happened to be like on the road there. Right, but something. we've always said every year, you would be an amazing, we have guest judges. And I just think the way you have a compassion and a sensitivity that even if you don't like somebody, I think yeah. you would be honest. It's hard but I, you would be a great judge. I feel like I would be, could be constructive and, you know, and then, but also just give people, I don't know. But I, it would be fun. But I just, I know those days are like really long days. Or you just don't want to work hard is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I do work just hard, lazy. but I like, uh, yeah. I, 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 she I'm, wants to play her video games. I, yeah. I think of myself as very lazy because like anytime I'm, but it's because I, I don't have the stan, stamina of most people. So like anytime I'm done, like I work and work. And then when I'm done, I just need to be sleeping. She's works all the time. I've never met somebody who's work, like works more than her. Like she's just You're constantly. just talking about how lazy you are. Yeah, and but, you're but saying then the second she has no work to do, she's like, does it? she's done. I like just want to watch TV yeah, and be, sleep. She wants to lay around. That's my fate. That's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you two have in common? Yeah, we like yes. to lay around. Yeah. You can say that. Like if a therapist asks you, like, what's something that you enjoy most? What's your passion? You say sleeping and TV? Well, I, I have a very active dream life. Because <laughs> I've tried to do that with my therapist and they don't, like, it doesn't They don't fly. go for it. No. This is what I say. I say, I have a very active dream life and I have to be there a lot. <laughs> and, you know, who's to say what's real? <laughs> I'll Truly. try that next week that I talk to my therapist. So uh, are you doing, <laughs> did you start taping the show? Aren't you doing uh, Petrix? Uh, oh, um, no, we, we start um, writing on, we start writing Monday? 
The Monday oh. after Thanksgiving. The Monday after Thanksgiving, and that's yeah. going to be Stupid Petrit? Yes. Yes, which I love. That Letterman, and is that... Is Letterman's producing it. Worldwide Pants is producing uh -huh. it. And uh, are you going to be working on the show at all? I, I am. I am going to be working on it, or it seems to be. And and that was, uh, that's a, for a whole other podcast. But yes, I'm going to be helping out, doing some writing. Yay. Yeah. That's help, great. Help and out. how do you feel about that, that working together? Because uh, it was know, it's a short thing, and I was happy to do it. I happen to love animals and comedy and Sarah. And Sarah. So it's a good <laughs> combo. But, yeah, uh, it's like 10 I, episodes. I would you say know. that, like, generally speaking, it would if it was, like, some long-term thing, it would probably not be something I would want right. to do just because my priority is our dating life. But at the moment... It'll be a fun thing, and I'm I'm happy to do it. Uh, we think it, we think it will be fine. It'll we be fine. we dipped our toe in it. He he wrote and produced and directed these promos that I did with um, Seth Rogen for uh, an animated show that we're pr promoting. With, uh, he's uh, Santa Claus and yeah, the yeah. elf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The elves are Jews in this world, so they're all because they can work on Christmas. But it was and stuff. we did I that. Love that. <laughs> we did that, and it was like. There was no issue. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. I mean, he's just, he's a, he's a born producer and then he's a hilarious writer. So, so we look forward to everything. So we'll look forward to yeah. stupid pet trick. When is that? Oh, that's what we're promoting. So I don't know. Yeah, they just your, ordered you really 10. You should just so. promote your podcast. podcast. That's yeah. Your podcast, the it's Sarah awesome. Silverman podcast. It's, it's great. You should you try to pick up some of these Howie listeners. Yeah, that is know? true. It, because it matters that people subscribe, like press that subscribe button. That, and like, review. Yeah. And review. Rate. Something in review, right? Yeah. I think what my, my son was teaching <laughs> me. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. They have to do that because apparently that just shows engagement and it pushes the algorithm up and then mm -hmm. you are more prevalent on the list. So, yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm learning. We're just, we're new. I, I started this after you started yours. And th this is kind of cool. This is something that you should I mean, it's so do. cool. I think I that their, their chairs are too comfortable. Well, this I do because oh, that, that it makes people, uh, um, you know, also, relax too much. I think serve them maybe some sandwiches, you know, make it an event. Well, this was a, this is a test of the technology that we're doing yeah. right now. And they are there. Can I ask you guys, is this a good experience as far as you're you're having over there? Yes. in Berkeley? Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. OK. Yeah. So this is a really good experience. <laughs> and this. you feel like you're at a live show. And do you think that, you know, people will show up at a like at a movie theater where there's popcorn and that and see this on the big screen and be able to interact? Would this be something you would be interested in doing? At, yes, at a theater yeah. near you. That's cool. Or maybe instead of popcorn, a quieter snack. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. You're right. I don't yeah. bring popcorn to Sarah's uh, show, please. I did. There's a there's a uh, venue that has popcorn, and and I and I went on stage, and like I like the quiet moments in between the you know while you're setting it up and taking, and I heard popcorn, and I was just like I. Stop chewing! Yeah, I, I was like, popcorn, and I realized it was like an old movie theater where they do it, and I—it's me, you know. But it's oh. Well, boy, if you do this awful. on rappers, your, if you do no this rappers. Your, well, the point is that this can be set up anywhere. Yeah. That the <laughs> the footprint on that side is an iPhone and two mics, basically. You know. Wow. You know, and then right here we have absolutely nothing. You know, the, the podcast is there without it, so you can do this. And if you don't want it in a theater, if you want it, this happens to be a 
a post-production facility in Burbank where they are, but you could do it in a bar. You could do it in- That'd be great for your show because you have so many call-ins and messages that you respond. So they can oh, talk yeah, to you. You know, you could just that. you just put a tweet out or something and you say, you, even if it's a 20-seater, there's no, wherever you want that audience so you don't have to be there. And what they do, we do, we can dial it down if you don't want to hear from them or dial it up when you do want to hear from them and you can open it up to the floor so you can engage an audience. Without- and it could be like- we're in Oklahoma, you know, they're in Oklahoma today. Not only that, you could be in 20, and uh, we could set it up, and that's what we're doing, where there could be 20 different um, screens. So you can be in Oklahoma, in Nebraska, in New York, and everything, and you pick whoever you want to talk to. In New York, you have a question, you know, you have a question. So you could be in 20 different venues all at the same time. Oh, my Amazing. God. You're Wait, incredible. See, there, he's holding up the card. Look, that's... That's incredible. That's what we're we're gonna build that here. So we're putting that up here, so you can be anywhere. And I'm gonna build that on a in a kind of in a mobile truck, so I can drive to where you are. I'm gonna I, I'm not gonna broadcast anymore. I just want to drive the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's there not totally. And then a you're joke. gonna and then you're gonna start being competitive with other truck drivers. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Start being like, oh, yeah. oh that I guy goes handle. twelve hours. Oh fuck that. Yeah. I'm going fifteen. I'll hours. Get a I feel on. like this is just out of necessity for you because you need comedy and you need that interaction and you also need to not be in person right now because you're so neurotic. But that's the thing I would say I, I miss the most of anything from COVID is the writer's room. Like I miss yeah. I miss the like, because people would say that all the time, like during Trump and stuff, like, oh, you must miss being at The Daily Show. And I'd be like, not really, but I miss like coming in in the morning. And, but like, let me just tell you like, something. So you know, uh, people, even if even if this is not uh, even if this is not a podcast right, or so a show or whatever, for... that can be a you can writers from all over the world, right. and there's no latency, and you're right there, it's and amazing. this is really live. You can put as many people as you want in a room. There's no lighting in that room. There's no we didn't light that room. Nothing. It's awesome. So so you can go do it. I could set it up for you, Sarah, like tomorrow. Oh my God. Howie comes over himself with the, just with all the tools in a van. And he you know who's been thing. doing um, virtual reality stand up shows since before the pandemic? He was Who? so. Um, do you know Reggie Watts? Yeah, sure. From Gordon. Yeah, yeah. oh, you're right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he's been doing, but I'll kind of maybe I'll reach out to him and tell him because this is even He'd better. He's be so into it. This is and even better than anything you were, that anybody's done on FaceTime or Zoom or really. That, so, this is a, it's like seamless and easy, and you don't have to be a tech freak to do it. And they're there live. So, it's not like you have to worry that they're recording. No, you know, no. And we, like, and you know, I have somebody from my company right there just monitoring, you know, so nobody's recording. None of this is recorded. This is it. You can mm -hmm. ask anybody, you, you, you know, if you want to talk to anybody, you could pick somebody out and they hear you. And so is someone working the, the, is someone out there like working the cameras so that they're seeing? A shot of Rory, a shot of you two. Yes, of, right, right there. You see where the lady with the red hair is? Right here. He's switching right the there. Hat. I don't think so. Jeremy is switching, and then I'm muting and turning them up. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, this was a, a great thing. We're about to wrap this up. Thank you to everybody in Burbank for giving us your time and, and sitting here. You've been a terrific audience. Thank you to uh, Rory and Sarah. Rory. Ro did I say it wrong? No, no you said it right. Okay. She, she took her. What is that name? Is that, is that it's an, an Irish, Irish name. name? It's an Irish name, but I know that my parents. The only other Rory I was Italian aware Jew of with an Irish name. There was a big uh, Western star, Rory Calhoun. Yeah, Rory. As a, as a kid, that like, anybody who was like all, like all my grand 
parents ge- generation be like Rory Calhoun and, and me and that's you. how old I am. Wait, can I clarify something really fast? I just realized in case my friends watch, I didn't lose my friends. They're still my friends. Uh, they just moved away. No, no, no. You no, I didn't. Uh, this is all. This is all going to be edited out. You lost yeah. your friends. No, I didn't. You hate those people. I just people. realized maybe my friends are listening. I still love you. You're my friends. Anyway, comment okay. if you Not don't like said. her, put it in the comments, okay. review, and subscribe. Sarah, we'll be w- waiting for the play, but your podcast is, yeah. it, it kills. It's wonderful. And I think it's a necessity even more than entertaining. I, I learn and I grow just by listening to you, young lady. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy and on shit. that note, good night. <laughs> Let's take a picture. Isn't that cool, though?